Right, and, and so how has your strategy towards building a California cannabis company changed, let's just say in the, in the last two and a, two and a half, three years of, of legalization? Yeah, so I, chalk me up to it's better to be lucky than good and a lot of the, um, I was called, my, a lot of the strategies that I had come and, you know, Graham and I were partners almost from the get-go. Graham Farrar, who runs Glasshouse Farms and, and is, pre, is a president of Glasshouse Group and a fellow board member. Um, you know, I, I was more the financial guy, raising the money, and uh, when we'd tie up properties, and so um, the, um, you know, what, what I would tell you is that I took a really conservative approach in buying our real estate. You know, landlords still really, really grind the heck out of cannabis tenants, and I was and like, they way overcharge if they don't own the building. It's that's what I meant by grind. Yeah, they it. grind them to pieces, yeah. and and I just that found it pretty offensive. So I was able to get in, and and uh, quite frankly, it was let's just buy some assets. You know, um, there's a massive capital dislocation. You can't get loans. You can't get in in real estate where you see the the bottom to the top. And you know the timing play, which I've been really fortunate to take part in, you could always still get 75% from a bank. So you only need 25% or you know maybe a little more in equity to raise. Here, I mean, and then and then when it goes up, same kind of thing, and it's just, you know, you, you buy low, you sell high. Here, you have no real good debt. Back then there was no debt. Even today the debt sucks. And um, you can't get it from a bank. Um, and raising equity, you know, there's no, you know, the public pension funds are not involved. I mean, they're just so, it's hard to raise money. And so my thought was, hey, buy some assets, make them cash flowers, um, do good, you know, and um, do good by society. And that someday when this kind of shakes out and becomes a big industry, you say, I'll make a lot of money and it'll be, it'll be great. And that was the initial plan. And then as we, as we um, uh, continued to grow and acquire assets, we realized, you know, we could be a vertically integrated company and we could, you know, um, sell our products. As we saw ourselves, you know, at that point saying, we could be a CPG company where we could really, we, we could grow the best flower at the best prices in California in Santa Barbara with the ocean breeze, natural, kind of like you go to Whole Foods, and I, I see you at Whole Foods. Um, you know, you get, you get an orange and it's organic and you feel good about it, and, and it's grown right and people are paid good wages, and that was just our strategy. And we said, let's learn how to grow good weed. And so we end up, um, you know, boy, that probably sounds really crass. We, we grew great cannabis. Well, I mean, Graham, I mean, he's, he's an artisan, what he's done and, and how he grows, and it's unique. And yeah. Filling out, I mean, how much greenhouse space is operationalized in the last 12 months, square foot-wise, up there? Uh, 355,000. So to, to get 355,000 square feet off the ground in 12 months and actually hit your debt targets of, of when you wanted to launch different sections, I mean, that's, that's hard to pull off. There's not a lot of... We're actually one week behind. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. I mean, the fact that he's that close... Yeah. Uh, Look, I, Graham, you know, he's a tech guy, and he was like the number five guy at Sonos. He was at software.com. You know, he's a genius, and he looks at things. Tech guys always think Moore's Law. Twice as fast, half the cost. Twice right. as, that's like what your iPhone yeah. does, right? And so he's always tinkering and thinking. You know, our core values are we pay everybody 15 bucks an hour. You know, we, we, we should, if we're not there yet, 
every full-time person will have paid health care. You know, HMO, got it, you're good. And so, but, you know, if we can grow with, and, and he's been able to do it with, you know, more technology, less people, that we take care of the people we have, but we just don't need as many of them. And so, um, and because we don't have rent, we don't have a mortgage, um, you know, our cost to grow is, I'm gonna, I don't know anybody who's growing as, as cheaply as we are in a, in a controlled greenhouse space like that. And, um, and the whole plan was, once we really dial it in, we get the strains and, you know, it probably takes two years to really get to know a, the microclimate of each greenhouse. Um, we said, we'll be the CPG company. We'll, we'll just sell it. And, and we did on a small scale, just kind of getting our feet wet. And then we always felt like once, once we're ready, we're going to just flip the switch. And over the last few months, we've been flipping the switch. And I think November, we'll hit 100,000 jars a month. And then um, by summer of next year, it'll be 250,000 jars. And we're, we're go our goal is to get to uh, a million jars a month by the end of 2022. That's a, I mean, it's a lot of, lot of flour. And that, that 100,000 jars from this point last year was less than 10,000? Yeah, something like that. You less, know? less. So, so being able to transition from a large wholesale cultivator into one where you're making your own branded products is obviously how you maximize the, the value of that. Of that well, I'll product. tell you, I'll tell you how I did because I needed a CFO, and you brought me. Well, you, there was an article where you referenced the, hiring a good team and the yeah, unicorn. Yeah, but this this isn't the unicorn. That was a different hire that you brought to me, but this was Daryl Cato, who was at Nestle and at Nissan Foods, and so he's been working the supply chain. And I'll tell you what, you know, look. I, I know what I know, and I know what I don't know, which is much more. And when you, and I wish I brought one of the glasshouse jars, when you start thinking about the top, the label, the this, the that, it, it's really complex. And if you, if you are not tight, 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 uh, supply chain management is really hard. Yeah. And so I had no idea, you know, it's, you know, we, you only notice things when they go wrong. You just, everything hits it. But, you know, so, um, you know, Flower Hire brought Daryl Cotto, and that's the reason we were able to hit 100,000 jars. And that's the reason we'll be able to hit 250,000 jars. And he's brought the cost of the jars down, and, you know, it's, I don't call it real time, but it's pretty close. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's impressive. Yeah, well, that, um, that, that ability to do all those things you talked about supply chain wise and do it compliantly and get it through testing and hit your ship dates, it's, it's hard to execute. You, you know, the, the, it, it's, it can be daunting, but everybody is in the same boat yeah, and you just have to do it. But, but you're absolutely right. I mean, the process from finding the right strains that, that grow in that microclimate that you do really well with and um, harvesting them right and you know it's and also the remember trimmers people that they trim the flower that was a kind of a, um, a, a nomad lifestyle seasonal, seasonal very seasonal yeah, they, people would go for like a week and they'd, they'd go around and we turned it into a full-time gig and and some of the folks were like i'm ready to stop the merry-go-round and others were like I love the merry-go-round, but, but it was some of these little challenges that you just don't really think too much about. And, you know, 
getting people to think differently about that yeah. job. So, yeah. And you've been able to repurpose some of the agricultural workforce that existed around the Oxnard area and things 100%. like that into the greenhouse. Look, um, yeah, you're absolutely right, They're Dave. not bending over you know, all day and they're actually able to do, do the same thing and more, maybe more meaningful thing for society. So 100%, um, you know, and I passed those, the strawberry pickers that, you know, because I, I love to eat strawberries, but yeah. I, th I think of them when I'm driving up there and they're bent over all day. Yeah. And um, man, uh, what I would tell you is, yeah, we don't, uh, the two ways we grow, especially the second one, which really cut costs. So that's going to be the new way we're going to transition the first one. But um, we use rolling tables. We do things that better on the body. Um, but part of that's just because of the nature of what we're growing versus I don't know how we'd do it if we were strawberries. It, it is what it is. But, but absolutely, we, uh, we um, have a, a guy named Alberto who came on early with a guy named Jason. Jason's a grower who's been growing in closets and garages and everything for years and years. So he's your, he is your cannabis lover. And then he's you have... Artist. He's the artist. And, and Graham and him have known each other since like, you know, they were kids. So Graham brings his tech, and then he brings they, we hire Alberto, who's still there, and he, what he'd done is managed agriculture at farms, managed people. So he, he just needed Jason to teach the growing techniques. And by the way, Jason had never done it in the first farm we do, it was 150,000 square feet. It's big, and so there's all kinds of issues with that. But um, absolutely, Alberto has been fantastic. Um, and um, I'm just really proud when I'm up there that, you know, we're, 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 I think we're doing capitalism right, where we consider our workers as stakeholders, it's not just the money. And that's where I think capitalism has, has been failing since the 70s, thanks to one of your Ivy League schools, Harvard, over there. Uh, well, I mean, USC is the, the Ivy League of, of, of the West Coast, Southern California, not, not Stanford, obviously, not, not that caliber, but. And, and, and you know this, and you know uh, I have a, uh, a love for my Trojans, and you wear that shirt. Yeah, and th this was a statement, because I did grow up in Austin, Texas, and there's probably not two people in cannabis that care more about that national t title game for the 2004 th season than, than us two. You know, that was the greatest game ever played, <laughs> where the greatest team in history was defeated in, in the title game. Yeah, I, I remember that. But uh, w do you give every vendor that calls you as hard of a time as you gave me the first time I called you, or, is, or, mm. did, or do you just hang up immediately? <laughs> So, um, wow, this all of a sudden, this, this, yeah. this interview took a hard turn. Uh, <laughs> so what I would say is this, um, I do love, uh, I love working with you because uh, you're a relationship guy and so am I. And, um, you know, poking me in the eye when I've come down here and tried to find parking outside your place and, you know, there's no validation. We're uh, out of water. And there's no water, but you have, you have beer. So... Uh, I would say that you're one of my favorite people in cannabis because, um, you know, you're just a good guy. Uh, the Texas thing, when I saw that, I was like, yep, good, nice. To, I would poke you in the eye, too. I just, uh, and, and, you know, look, you know, who doesn't love uh, Harvard football, you know? So. Oh, well, well you, uh, I think when I, I called Joseph Ferdy from Graham, and um, you're like, I need a CFO, public company experience, who's taking a cannabis company public. And I'm only going to pay this, and they're going to work here because we're the we're the best. And you know, them would be in Long Beach, and I'm like, you need someone to live in Palos Verdes. And you know, he's like, that's you know, that's where I live. And I said, me too. And he said, where? And then somehow it ended up with do a hike and meet my team for five hours. And hiking is something you do on the on an interview, you know, with your key hires. And is that 
because that when they're physically tired, you get truth? Like, wh wh why, why do you do that? Well, well, number one, you know, running, running a cannabis business that has so many arms out there, it really it takes up quite a bit of your time. Plus, for God's sake, all the time you take on a phone call to introduce you and, and you know, introduce the person. So at the end of the day, I really want to give my, uh, the person the, uh, the focus and the attention that this, this person deserves because we're, we're considering a big life change for them and, and obviously a big hire. If, you know, if, if you're, you're, not sending, making, you're not making a hire. If anyone that hires talent in this industry, like you're looking at the person 100%. and their skill set. And, and I think that's so super, super critical because it's not like you're not going a million miles an hour with a million things to do, but you know you're going to have to be stuck with this person, you know, um, you got to make sure about the hire so you don't, you don't have to question it, and you and you can back it up in the future as you're going through the onboarding process. Well, and look, there a lot of these people are coming from normal industry into cannabis, and so part of that is I want to talk them out of you know if you want to be in this business, you need to really want to be in it, and so you know you sent me some really good candidates, and I'm very persnickety because you know especially in the C-suite um, where I'm spending a lot of my time. I need to make sure that there's, that I, number one, I like being with the person and that they like being with me because we're going to spend more time together than, you know, if, if they are, you know, if they have a significant other, they're going to spend more time with me and like Derek and, and Daryl pretty much do. Um, so yeah, I, I like take them on hikes and I live up in Palos Verdes and I, there's an interview out there where I, I laid out some of my strategy, but so I'll say it here as well. But basically, I, I like to ask the same question four or five different ways. And when you're on a hike and we have some ups and downs, and you don't really know where you are because we're out in the middle of nowhere, uh, you know, I, I'm going to find out if there's a consistency to their story and, and yeah. answers that are important to me. Um, but also, you know, if you're going to hike with somebody and you're getting a sweat, one, I like to think you're in decent enough shape. I'm not trying to you know, if somebody were, were disabled, I would certainly look to hire them. We would we're figure that out. Hyper growth, you know, takes a lot of energy. And it takes a lot of energy. And, and if you're not healthy, it'll take it out of you very quickly. Um, and let's face it, this is, you know, any, any growing company going from startup to massive growth, you, you know, it's going to be very stressful. Yeah. And so I, you know, I, I do care about, you know, do you have that stamina? Can you go? Yeah. And so, um, but, but I would tell you the main reason that the number one thing is just so I can turn off my phone, it's usually on a weekend or a Friday morning, I mean, um, and, and you spend some time. And that's how even you, when, when it was like, you know, okay, this is several years ago, but it's like, okay, wait, you, you're running a, uh, basically a headhunting firm in cannabis. Like, what the hell is this? You're a genius and, or a quack? Well, I, I didn't, yeah, exactly. I didn't know what, I, but I was like, okay, and and I didn't want to waste my time because look, I've, I've run a, a growing business and, and, I, and I've worked with people that bring, you know, you're not the first person I've ever worked with. But in cannabis, I was like, wow, this is pretty interesting. And, um, and so I, I just wanted to understand. And it's like, okay. I mean, I don't know how many times you told me you went to an Ivy League school. I mean, Jesus Christ. It's, it's, uh, you've gotten that school wrong every time we've spoken. Um, but I know you have a hard stop. So, so uh, Cornell University, Texas oh, look Longhorns, at that. Yeah, 2004 <laughs> National Champs. Um, Kyle Kazan, thank you so much for joining Dave, me today. Total, total pleasure, man. And congratulations on, you know, if you want to, you want to be in this industry, you know, it's, 
the parking sucks for sure, but you're sitting here right in Manhattan Beach in front of the pier, and then and Dave's probably either here at Shellbacks down the street. So, but I, I would tell you, he's the guy, and he and everybody, all the industry is calling him now. So you want to be in it. The quickest way is not to call a person like me, but to call Dave. Thank you.